Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, Matt Willis. All right, Matt. Edmondson? Richardson. If you say so. Big one today. We've got confessions from the lead singer of McFly, Tom Fletcher. Yep. And he's in McBusted with you. That's right. And James and Dougie and Harry and Danny, they're all still in the band, aren't they? No no dropouts? No slots opened up? Well, we're looking for a new roadie, actually. Oh, my God. Please pick me. Please. I don't know, Matt. You're a bit... Come on. Just give me an interview. Yeah, all right, then. Yes! Ask me anything. Okay. First question. Do you really, really, really like commercial airplanes and follow actual airplane pilots on Twitter? Yes. Thanks for coming in. Wait. We'll call you. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord Willis. I'm Matt Richardson, Heat Magazine's Weird Crush of the Year 2014. And I'm Matt Willis from Busted. We are Guilty Pleasures, and in our new podcast, celebrities confess what they get up to when no one's watching. And then we decide whether they're good, bad. Crack on and stop feeling embarrassed about it. Or bad, bad. Go straight to bed, no tea, and think about what you've done. Because if we think it's bad, bad, you know you're a wrong'un. All my kids do, though, is talk about Matt's kids. They're planning an escape. Every day, they're just saying, I've got my suitcase, we're going to Antigua, and we're going to pick up Matt's kids. That's all they're planning. On the way. Fantastic. They can take them. <laughs> um, my, my, ki- my kids are jealous of Buxy, the band, and um, they've tried to tell me why I haven't been making a band with them. I'm like, because yeah, I'm maybe you, not as why... good a father as Tommy's, okay? <laughs> Tom, your kids are in a band together. They've started a band now. They're, they're thinking of changing the name, and I think they've come up with a better, a better one. They now want so their current band name is called Buxy, which is a mashup of all their names. So they're, they're they're called Buzz, Buddy, and Max. So Buxy is their band name. Although Buzz now wants to call them the Brothers Rock Explosion, which I think is probably a better <laughs> name. That's such a good band name. <laughs> uh, now, Tom, I have to ask, um, how do you feel about the confessions you've brought today? Some of them I feel all right about. Some of them are ones that, like, you know, my, my close uh, friends and, and family know. Yeah. But there, there are a couple that probably, you know, I, I you know, do feel a bit weird about admitting. And I don't think I've told anyone before. I don't even think my wife knows a couple of them. But, you know, we'll see how, we'll see how we get on. Very exciting to, that we get to find out. Mine yeah. seem to go in waves as well. Like, um, I think this is part of my personality. But I become absolutely besottedly obsessed with something for about two months. And then I'm like, mm. oh, fuck that. 
and I move I'm on. exactly yeah. the same. I, 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 do, I do something until I ruin it for myself, and then I move on to the next one. Yeah, well, you know what Matt does, though? Matt imposes Matt imposes it on everyone. It's like, like infectious oh, really? with Matt. So he would come in with an... Yeah, like he'd come into <laughs> rehearsals with an obsession. You know, like, you know, I'd, what was one of them? Like putting butter in your coffee instead of milk. That's just so one Whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> When, you know, this is like when he was doing like bulletproof coffee or something. And we're like, that's so weird. Why would you put butter in your coffee? And then before you know, before the week was done at rehearsals, we're all drinking butter in our coffee because he's managed to brainwash us into whatever rubbish he's been reading. What is the logic of butter in your coffee, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there's the thing, right? So it's all healthy fats. You've got got grass-fed butter and MCT oil, which is medium-chain triglycerides. The thing is, you've got to be careful with that MCT oil because if you have... um, if you have too much, you can be fucking shitting through the eye of a needle for the day. Hey, well, speaking of that, that's the other thing you talked us into. When we went to James's house on a writing trip, he told us told us how to do this purge. This... <laughs> hey, this is not supposed to be about me. Right, have you ever heard of a saltwater purge? <laughs> what, what? I mean, is it exactly what it sounds like? Do you drink salt water or so do you, you basically, tube it in? Yeah, but it's got to be, it's pink Himalayan salt, right, Matt? Is that... And it's got to be like warm water and you drink, you drink a pint of it, if I'm right. It's two pints, actually. Two pints, right. And then within about 20 minutes, you will be shitting like you've never shit before. And how often did you do this, Matt? Um, I've done it two or three times. One of the funniest moments of my entire life was going away to a writing house with um, Muck Busted and us all doing the saltwater purge and only having two toilets. <laughs> and, ru- and running out of toilet. The best was the best thing because it, it, it differs on... It, it takes a while to kick in with some people. And so like me and Dougie were kind of, you know, not... Yeah. Our, obviously our kind of digestion systems were working a bit slower and it didn't quite work kicking straight away until the guys decided to go for a run and Dougie got halfway on his run and then it, you know, obviously kicked in. Had to, oh, do his, no. uh, had to do his purge on some poor Cornwall farmer's field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. The thing is, I'm so bored during lockdown. I've just thought, I actually have some pink Himalayan salt, so I'm going to do that this afternoon. Please try it. I can't, it's the weirdest sensation you will ever experience in your life. It's like puking from your bum. Tom, yes. can we have your first confession, please? Okay, my first confession, and this is one I feel pretty good about, because I feel like this is one that everyone, all guys should do this. I sit down to pee. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's my first confession. Always, it's very rare that I use a urinal and stand up to pee. I will always sit down to pee. I, I do this, but only in the middle of the night, when I'm a bit tired and a bit sleepy, I will sometimes sit down. So if you go into, say, say you're, at, um, you're at a toilet somewhere, you will not choose the urinal, you will go into the stool that yeah that is just a given like if it's a public toilet where there's other because why would you stand next to someone why would you choose to stand next to someone you don't know and pee there's two sides to this one is the social aspect like it's a bit uncomfortable it's a bit weird standing next to other people you don't know or even people you do know and and weeing so yes. you know you can take that out just by going into a cubicle but then you could stand up as well but why stand when there's a seat if there's a seat on the train, you'd sit down. You wouldn't stand. <laughs> I, Steve, I, I, I'm going to admit something here to Matt Willis. I couldn't tell you the last time I used a urinal. I, I couldn't really? tell you. Like, I, yes. I, even if, if, if you go into a, You know when you sometimes go into a men's bathroom and there are only urinals in there, there's no loo, I will go and use the disabled loo to sit down to wee. Like, I will never stand up to wee, ever, if I can avoid it. Oh, mm-hmm. my yeah. God. Because I see it as like... 
it's like the business class of urinating. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little treat. You get some leg room. You have a little moment to yourself. Like I am so, and also my big thing is shaking's not enough. You've got to wipe it's that not. thing. So the only way you're going to do that is in a cubicle. Wait, so you wipe your penis? Yeah, yeah. I, do, I mean, I do wipe. Yeah, I, uh, just get a little bit of loo roll and just wipe the end of it. You don't just shake. I'm <laughs> totally with you. I'm so glad I'm not the only one. I thought I, thought, I, I thought I was the only one who did that. No, no, no. It's like I, I will, I will go out of my way to never have to. So, so you take a piece of toilet roll and you dab the end of your penis with it to get any excess water off instead of shaking. Shaking is not enough. There's Shaking always is that little enough. bit. Like no I, matter what you do. What I will say, right, is um, is I tend to avoid certain colours of trousers because if you go for a wee, right, if you go that for a wee, that is the solution. And you, and you and you have to shake. You can get a little bit of shakeage on your, say, for instance, grey chinos, a write off. Yes, you know. I'm totally and beige, beige chinos. Beige so chinos. No way, no way, no wee, no wee splats. Matt, yeah, they're yeah, not man. a write-off. There's another way. <laughs> we have a solution for you, Matt. You just sit down and give it a little dab. I give it a little, a little penis dab. It's a nice little rest. Like you can, you, if you're sitting down, you can take your time. Like, did you gravitate to this yourself, or did your did your father pass this on to you? No, I think I found this out myself. I remember doing it at school, and then to just found myself always going into the cubicle, and then I was like, actually. I might as well just sit down while I'm here. And then before you know it... You know, it's like most things. You just start going, I'm going into the cubicle. Oh, I'll shut the door. Oh, I'll lock the door. Oh, I'll sit down. You know what? I'll have a wipe as well. It's it's a very slow thing, Matt. You wouldn't... The thing is that what worries me is before you know it, you're in a different place, right? Because I've got another mate who every time he has to have a poo, he has to be completely naked. So he has to strip down to completely stark bollock naked to have a poo. <laughs> You know what? I'm, I, this is so weird. I forgot about this one. I, I have to take my top off to poo. What? Not, not fully naked. Not fully naked. <laughs> I don't have to take my bottoms off. Obviously, I have to pull them down. But I have to take my t-shirt off. <laughs> I forgot about that one. And so it's so weird because sometimes I forget to put it back on. So then I'll come out of the toilet without my top on. And everyone's like, why have you got no top on? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What if you're? What, what's the what's the logic? Is it because it's dirty, or is it because like you're gonna work up a sweat? I don't know. I think it's just about feeling free. I think you just feel a bit freer, and like you know, I've heard this. Yeah, you this just is, feel loose, and it makes it a bit of a nicer experience, like a bit more of a natural. I mean, I, I can't say that's weird because, like, I think that's only one step further than what I do with the sitting down and weeing. Like, maybe. I'll enjoy it if I try it. I'm keeping an open mind with anything you do in the toilet now. Yeah, try it. Well, what you want to do is do the purge first, then oh go to the God. toilet, take <laughs> your top off. So Actually, you, know what, you definitely want to take you... your top off. Yeah, you want to take your top off when you're purging. <laughs> you want to get some towels handy, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a kind of get the job done and get the hell out of there kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really get this kind of like like sitting down with a fucking newspaper or something to have a poo and like enjoying yourself. Before mobile phones, I would just read the ingredients on shampoo bottles. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well then I have done the, the hobble out to the, out to the bedroom to get the phone. <laughs> <laughs> the little waddle. The worst time I ever did that wobble was um, in a really posh restaurant. There wasn't any 
loo roll in the cubicle I was in. So I had to oh. wobble out and go and look for loo roll while doing the the little shuffle. And that was pretty bad. Well, when, when we first started touring, I used to carry... A, a whole loo roll in my bag, in my like hand luggage bag, just in case situations like that. Yeah, I was prepared for all toilet situations. So I think you I think I know what your answer is going to be, Matt. But um, so Mine. what do you think about this? Is this good, bad, or bad, bad? I don't think this is good, bad, or bad, bad. I think this should be turned into law for all men. I think this is oh, great, bad. So- I had, you know, I have a genuine grin on my face that I haven't felt <laughs> for a long time. I'm you, very happy about this. You've connected with someone like you. It's always going to make you happy. So I, 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 the thing is, right, I would say this is, um, uh, this is good, bad, right? But, but I feel like um, I've been missing out on something my whole life. I feel like I've been missing out on this time, this breath, this kind of, um, kind of time out from the day. It's, it's good, good, bad. Yeah. Okay, good, bad. Yes. Good. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Okay, then, Tom, can we have your next confession, please? Okay, so the next one, this is one that I feel like a lot of people know about me, but it's still pretty weird. Um, And it's that I celebrate Christmas all year round. So out of season Christmas, it's just the best time of year. Like you eat the best food and you're guilt free about it. You give presents. You all listen. Everyone listens to the same music and everyone watches the same films. So there's something that I really like about that as well. Like, you know, everyone knows the same songs. And I had a really weird year once where I really craved it. And um, I think it, and this was probably about 14 years ago. And my birthday is in July. And as a birthday present, my wife gave me Christmas Day on my birthday in the middle of July. But (laughs) full on Christmas Day. So she decorated the house. All of my birthday presents were in Christmas wrapping paper. I had Christmas cards instead of birthday cards. We had full Christmas dinner in the in the, like the blazing sunshine in the middle of July and it was just the best thing and I think it kind of kick-started this weird unhealthy obsession with Christmas because then you feel like every other day that followed that wasn't Christmas was just a bit of a letdown. There is that always that post-Christmas slump isn't there so if you can kind of always have another Christmas just on the horizon you never yeah, have to worry like just about once it. a week maybe well, that, that, is, <laughs> that, that is your birthday though surely but the thing with birthdays though birthdays get worse as you get older because you're getting older and you don't really, you know, yeah. and I'm not very sociable, so I don't really like birthday parties and surprises and stuff. But Christmas is different because it's something for everyone. You know, it's something everyone's experiencing together. There's not like one person at the centre of the attention. And so what do you do in the year that is Christmassy that you wouldn't do normally? Oh, yeah. So what I, well, I'm, I will listen to just Christmas songs, you know, all really? year round. We have, well, and you know how like in your cupboard, well, I do anyway, we've got Christmas stuff just in the cupboard, like Christmas snacks that were left over. So, you know, and it's a your fancy little snack. You think, oh, I'll have a little mince pie. Oh, what will make this mince pie better? Oh, I know, a little bit of uh, bit of Christmas music in the background, a bit of buble, put buble on, have a mince pie. <laughs> you feel you really think... nice. You feel all warm and Christmassy. I suppose some Christmas music is good, but I think a lot of it we only listen to because it's Christmas themed and it isn't very good music. Oh, I, I totally get that. Yeah. But like, it's a weird thing. Like you have no judgment on Christmas music, whether it's good or bad. Have you ever tried to write like kind of a big Christmas hit that you could live off forever? I've wanted McFly to do a Christmas album for years, but unfortunately, my bandmates don't quite share the kind of the same Christmas enthusiasm uh, as me. So that's kind. I think that's one of the reasons why I wrote one of the the kids' books that I wrote because it kind of satisfied that craving, that urge to do something Christmassy. But I guess we 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 are due a new great Christmas song, and I think you're the man to do it. 
if there's anyone to do it, it's you. Yeah, and I think McFly or Busted could could be the right band for it, to be honest, or McBusted. I think that was what was so good about McBusted was because it was neither band, was it? It was it wasn't McFly or Busted, so it didn't. It was like well, it kind of feels like this imaginary person who can kind of get away with anything. So I think maybe yeah. if it's going to happen. It should be a McBusted song. Yeah, I think you're right there because when it's like you're right when it's McFly or Busted, you feel really precious about your own band. You'd be like, oh, I don't know if yeah. it's the right choice for the you know for McFly to McBusted. It was not like we didn't care. We're just like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> it's this crazy thing yeah cool Mook busted but so do that i was trying to explain to my to my son that our entrance on stage in a stadium show was us leapfrogging over each other's backs onto the stage. <laughs> oh i was like and then i was like actually i can't believe we did that it's the weirdest entrance yeah. for a band of 30 year olds and that and that band was, would um... definitely do a christmas song oh easily they would and release it in july i would think maybe the thing i love about christmas is that it isn't all the time that it is transient and it it's every year and there's that time like i think that's i look at it through rose tinted glasses a bit so having it all the time i don't know if that would work for me necessarily yeah but i know what you mean like absence makes the heart grow fonder you know you love it because you only get it once a year i i do get that but i think the reason this is one thing that I, i hope no one else does it because i think I love celebrating Christmas all year round and I still get the high of Christmas at Christmas because suddenly everyone else is enjoying it as well. So I think if I convinced everyone else to start celebrating Christmas out of season, I might then lose the enjoyment of Christmas because it just becomes the normal. Then then Christmas is just normal. Fair enough. What what are you thinking about this, Matt? Um, I think this is good, bad. I think, um, do you know what? Because I have read um, A Dinosaur That Poops Christmas to my kids in May many times in june and july and it still works so uh i I like it and i I can't think of anything i'd like more right now than a mince pie i would i've got mince pies downstairs of course and christmas puddings i've got i've got two christmas puddings (laughs) and a packet of mince pies so um (laughs) i'm i'm gonna say like you got it i'm gonna say something now but you have to hear my explanation Okay. okay so okay. i think it's i think it's bad bad and that is only because i agree that tom should keep it as his thing and it shouldn't become something for everyone because then it isn't special i so, like that that's a considerate bad bad so I'm, I'm saying it's bad bad so other people i don't want other people to get involved in this so it can be yours thank you I don't I th- yeah, ruin you're it thinking of me you. so wait, i think that's so, the right so choice christmas can be tom fletcher's no, 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 but so Christmas. No, no. All right, can we have your next okay. confession, please? Okay, the next one is confession. This isn't something I do all the time, it's something I did a couple of times. I took knitting on tour with me. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And instead of going down to the bar after shows, I'd go back to my room and I would knit. On your own, in your room. You know what's really weird? I read about this yesterday in Pop Bitch. Did you? Yeah, so they're basically one of the. They asked a question a few days ago, being like, "Hey, what's the weirdest thing people have on their tour riders?" And and yesterday, in the answers, you knitting and having the friends box set was in your tour rider. No way! Damn. The thing them. is, I I I think you know being on tour, and I when I go on tour, I am totally by myself. So I think I I would do this as well because otherwise, I end up going out and getting drunk or you know being out too late whereas you've got to have something to go and do something that takes up your time that isn't all those fun things or you can do what you kind of joined a band for in the first place was to kind of live that kind of rock and roll messy lifestyle (laughs) that is kind of what it's about being on tour what what did you knit only scarves it's the only thing i can do Actually, I tell a lie. I tell a lie. I also, I also, oh, no. I also knitted a Father Christmas hat. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> See, that is the only other thing I've knitted. I still have it. It's got massive now. It's a bit more like one of those Rasta hats. Uh, it's really huge. <laughs> it sounds like you're very disciplined to do that. Yeah, I think it's once you get yourself into the habit of doing something like that. Like, I am a real creature of routine and isolation. Okay. Like I like going, being on my own. I don't really like socialising. So if I wanted to go see my bandmates after a show, it would have meant go down and talking to loads of other people that were there. And and I, you know, I just I don't really enjoy doing that. And then so what I actually did Making on that scarves. tour, yeah, I made scarves for all of the family at Christmas. So at Christmas, I gave all of my family a hand knitted <laughs> tour scarf. <laughs> See? I mean, it's the most unrock and roll thing anyone in any band uh, has ever done. It, it is 100% the most unrock and roll thing I've ever heard in my life. What's, what's transpiring here is your whole thing is, I'm really sorry that I enjoy nice things. Yeah, well, isn't that weird? What does that say yeah, about really society? Sorry, a little bit like your nan. Yeah, it was my nan that actually got me into it. 
I wonder how many other people in bands are like, yeah, you know what I love doing in my hotel room on tour with my nan got me into. She's massively into coke and hookers. But you're, yeah, <laughs> but you're just, yeah it's what my nan likes to do it. I, I don't know how other people found out about it because this was one that I definitely didn't want my bandmates to know about. It was one really? that I didn't want. Yes, yeah, so like I couldn't open my suitcase when we got to venues and, you know, kept it under wraps. I don't know when. The, I, there must have been a time when I got caught because I wouldn't have. I definitely wouldn't have admitted that one to um, someone. Do, and, do, the ba- be- do they know now, the band? They know now, yeah, because it was just, but they don't, it's not even like they joke about it. I think they're generally embarrassed about telling people that one of the first people in the band did this because oh, really? they don't even take the piss out of me about <laughs> it, yeah. What was that other thing you were into? What was it called? Magic or something? Magic. Oh, yeah, Magic the Gathering. Thing? Oh, mate, the card game. Yeah, it's <laughs> magic amazing. The Is yeah, it like so Dungeons you know, and Dragons kind of vibe? comparable yeah you could compare it to that it's it's really geeky you create your little army of you know of mythical creatures and you play other you fight other people but weirdly i did a bit of a mat here and i managed to convince some of the other guys on the crew and in the band to to give it a go you know our touring life kind of changed because back in the early days there was a lot of the kind of stereotypical stuff of what bands do on tour and when that kind of gets tired and people don't do that anymore You've got to find other turn ways of keeping yourself occupied. So it's yeah. you just turn to knitting. Knitting is there for you when you need it. And did you play the game, Matt? Uh, no, I was never invited in the game. Oh, Sorry, w- really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Always great on the tour, though, because normally, like, the game that, you know, the thing that unites everyone is, like, FIFA on the Xbox or something. And what was brilliant is that, like, because Danny in the band is totally not into, like, mythical Lord of the Rings style card games and would just find himself alone at the back end of the bus because everyone would be at the front end playing magic. What would make my tours better is finally playing the rooms that are bigger than 150 seats. But what what on top of that would be the knitting? Yeah, knitting doesn't <laughs> judge. Knitting doesn't care what size venue you're playing. Knitting doesn't care if it's sold out. There are two big problems with my tour. The lack of knitting and attendance. And we can fix one of those. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of. I'm really liking this. I'm thinking this is a good, a good bad, like a strong good bad. What about you, Matt? Especially because you are on tour and have been on tour with Tom. Yeah, I can't get on board, mate. I'm sorry. No, I didn't think you. I didn't think I'd have you on this one. The thing, the thing is, uh, I, I can't think of anything worse than knitting. I'm not sure if you've got the hands of a knitter. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you? What a unique insult that is. <laughs> I know it's on rock and roll, but like. That's sort of its charm, isn't it? If if I think about it, like, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's also, in my opinion, nothing right with it. So I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's bad, bad. Oh, Matt! <laughs> I tell you, I'm not, I'm not knitting you a scarf for Christmas. Which Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mr. Tom Fletcher, can we please have your next confession, please? Okay, right. This one is, I love High School Musical. And this, and I found out that this was kind of, so with my band, I, you know, me and Matt both went to theatre school. So I've always loved musical theatre and loved musicals. When I got into a band, I didn't quite tell them that I was into like musical theatre and I liked that. So when I'd listen to musical theatre in my headphones, I would just have the volume down pretty low. And then slowly over the years you know, they became a little bit more kind of, you know, accustomed to the fact that I was into musical theatre and would listen to that when we were on car journeys and stuff. And I found out that High School Musical was my kind of limit on what I was prepared to admit to the band 
that I liked. And so I would listen to it on literally volume level two in the car with the band so that they didn't know I was listening to High School Musical. So this is like the extreme end of your embarrassment for this. I, I just thought it was really good. Like, I just really got into it. I don't know how, I don't know why. This is way before I had kids as an excuse to listen to stuff like that. But I just thought this was really good. I watched it. I loved it. I, I am into musical theatre. I'm not ashamed of that. I love a musical. But um, I have watched <laughs> High School Musical and um, I thought it was pretty awful. But I, but I, then again, I watched it with my children, um, who who love it, and now are watching something on Disney Plus called High School Musical: The Musical, the series. Yeah, I haven't Have seen that yet. I'm waiting. No, so I, my kids are just discovering this kind of like High School Musical type Disney original series. So they're now doing Descendants, which is like the new High School Musical yeah, version there, of High School there. Musical. Yeah, my kids are well into that. So I'm like, okay, they're into that. And that's kind of, you know, I've got three boys and they're kind of into like a bit more like action-y type stuff. So they've, you know, there's some fight scenes in it. Slowly, I'm going to wean them on to Troy and Gabrielle. <laughs> that's it. I can see it. It's on the horizon. I'm nearly there. I've, I've never seen High School Musical because I'm too afraid I'll love it. Yeah, you will. You will. Yeah, and it's okay. Problem. And it's okay well, to love it. So basically, it. the premise of the series is there is... Um, High School Musical obviously came out and now there's kids in a high school doing a musical of High School Musical. It's I love that. <laughs> I mean, my kids love it, like literally. But also, they, they, they only put one episode out per week, so my kids have to wait a week to watch something, oh, which man. is new to them. So like, wow, we have to wait a week. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, mm. but um, but there was a good song. That that soaring fire. I was like, it's a good pop song. Good pop song. There's another one in it as well that's like really McFly. Because I remember people saying, oh, there's a song in it. it sounds a bit like McFly. And I was like, yeah, like, because McFly had that thing of being like dismissed as kids pop. And, um, and you know, it was really kind of, you know, obviously we were a really poppy band when we, when, when we first started. And I feel like actually there's a lot of similarities between High School Musical and early McFly. Do you think you could ever take McFly's music and put it in a musical? McFly School Musical. McFly School Musical, yes! <laughs> Why haven't we done that? Oh my God. Could you do, would you ever do a McFly or McBusted the Musical with all your songs and write a story through it? Like that must be something you've been asked to do. Well, the thing is, there have been a few things like that, like people approached us, like me to ask about whether we'd be interested. But I just feel like that should be reserved for like legendary artists with music that is like just undeniably huge. That is just, you know, like we will rock you. Everybody on the planet knows most Queen songs. You know, it's just yeah, in okay, us. yeah. Like it works for them, and I think there's a few artists. You know, Mamma Mia and ABBA is another per like perfect one. And I feel like there's there's a select few artists that should do that. And I'm not sure McFly... I don't know if we're there yet. Have you ever tried to write a musical, Matt? No, there is... Um, uh, James has wrote a busted musical. This isn't well, recording, he wrote, right? Blood, bloody hell, but, um, he wrote... What, what was his musical called in the West End? It was called um, um, Loserville. Oh, yeah, because it was... Because he had that Son of Dork song, didn't he? Ticket, ticket, ticket back to Loserville. Yeah. I fucking loved that song. It was such a good song. So, because uh, uh, obviously you both have worked together in a band. What would, what could you do in McBusted the Musical? There's loads of songs. There's got to be a love story. Like you could write it easy, the two of you. I'm, I'm, I'm available for any work that Tom wants to throw my way. <laughs> <if I'm honest. laughs> so uh, I like to put, I like to put that blanket statement out. 
that uh, anything you want to <laughs> you want you want to do and put me in, I'm I'm available for. Right. right so, what okay. do you think about this then, Matt? Um, I think it's bad, bad. I think it's really bad, bad. Um, I, I've watched High School Musical and I did not enjoy it. I thought it was pretty awful. And um, and I but I thing is, I I say that. There's a couple of songs which I was like, that's a good song. That's a good song. And I've watched Descendants a hundred times. If it was Descendants, I'd be on board. I mean, I've I've been avoiding High School Musical because I feel like I would like it. So I obviously think it's bad, bad. <laughs> because I don't want to I don't want to be in that position. So You don't want to be I'm, me. There's enough for us to rip the piss out of Matt Richardson for without him being a high school musical fan as well. Yeah, right. Okay. I mean, you know, like the last thing you I, need. I've got loads of these things. Yeah. Like I don't need another one. <laughs> Okay, the next one, I'll give you a bit. So I have to explain what this is a bit first. So when you go to uh, Walt Disney World, in your hotel room, there is a, uh, a, a film that plays on repeat. They have their own channel for people staying uh, in Walt Disney World. And they have a film, it's like 20 minutes long, that stays on repeat. That uh, It's called The Must Do's. It's Disney Must Do's. And it tells you all the things that you must do in Disney. It's like the highlights of Disney. And uh, I watch that a lot probably most days <laughs> when i'm not even when i'm not at disney i think i feel like this one's quite a, a weird one let's uh, just set the yeah. scene a bit tom you 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 absolutely love disney don't you I, i've been more as an adult than i had than i went as a kid like so it's not even that you go oh i love disney world it's this you know this video off by heart because you yeah. know because you love it so much yeah so i put it on i put it on because it makes you feel like you're at Disney World. So like you can have it on, you know, when you're making your coffee or making breakfast in the morning, you think, oh, you'd put that on in the background. And it's like you're in your hotel room waiting to go out for the day in Disney World. And, and there's some voice going, try the steakhouse in Disney Springs. It's that not some voice. It's not some voice. It's presented by Stacey um, One Aswell. second. It's presented by this a really annoying girl. I've watched this video <laughs> because um, I, went to, I went to Disney with Tom. Um, a couple of years ago, my, my, we were there at the same time. Our families. We were um, there this time last year. We flew home yesterday. This time last year. Which hotel did you stay in? Which which one? The Grand Floridian. Oh, very nice. That Hyde Park money came in, didn't it? <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. So what does it what does it say in this video? This must do video. She just takes you through. Well, this is the good thing as well. Every time you go, there's like you know the 2020 version with the update, so it changes a bit. And there's the, <laughs> you've got to see what's changed. What is Stacy going to tell you? <laughs> is it always what Stacey? I'm hoping? It's always Stacy. Yeah, I mean, I'll be really gutted when they change it because she's. What, uh, why is it her? I, is she famous or so? Is she a Disney actress? I think she's famous for being the Disney must do uh, presenter. I, I don't know if that's fame. Uh, being a hotel voice video like it's a job i'd take but it, it wouldn't be the one i wanted on my tombstone it's not, hang on it's not just her voice she's in it she takes you around the park she shows oh. you she's there oh, what see. i'm hoping okay. is one year my holiday will coincide with them filming the next year's one and i'll be able to meet her <laughs> i would genuinely be quite starstruck if i met stacy as i just the thing is right i went to disneyland and i was a bit like or disney world and i was a bit like meh all right we'll go you know whatever I was I was completely taken over by the magic. Were um, you? It it got me. It got me. I, I literally right now, if I think about it, I can't think of anywhere I'd prefer to go on holiday than Disney World. Wow! Wow! That is a massive statement. Yeah, mate. I'm totally. I, with I would you. prefer to be there than anywhere else in the world. You put me in the Grand Floridian Hotel with that little boat to the park, and then the joyous experience of walking around Disney. Oh my god! Matt turns into someone else in Disney World. Does he? I do. I do. 
Yeah. The Disney version of Matt, which to be fair is 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 Matt now. It's the you know he's the most squeaky clean he's ever been. Um, doesn't yeah. even eat sugar. I'm, I'm snorting lines of it with my breakfast at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand why you love this video then, because you watch that because it brings all that back to you, right? It brings it all back. I feel like like especially times like now, the most I watch it actually is when I'm like in some sort of isolation. So like when we're on a writing trip somewhere and we're not really leaving the house for two weeks for like. Oh, what will cheer me up? I know. I'll put that on when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning. Or, you know, and like now here, we're at home every day. So being like, ah, oh, like with the kids, let's, let's pretend we're at Disney today and let's put, put on that Stacey on. Aswad. Yeah, put her on. And then we made like a water slide in the garden. We pretend we put on the Splash Mountain music and pretended it was Splash Mountain. It was wicked. Like it's so much fun. Thing is, right, is that when I think of Disney, I'm like, oh, I thought, oh, I love it because it brings so much joy to my kids and it's kind of like a family thing. I'd go there without my kids right now. I'd prefer to go without my kids. I, that's the thing. I would prefer to go without my kids. My kids hold me back in Disney. My kids hold me back. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think I think we know the answer to this, don't we, Matt? But what do we think? Is this good, bad or bad, bad? This is good, bad. This is so lovely. I love that it, you've made me nostalgic for a video that I've never seen. Yes, mm. go watch it. Everyone yeah. should go and watch it. Yeah, and it's super wholesome. Once again, you're just a, a beautiful, wholesome man. I'm just too darn nice. Thank you very much. How do you feel about yourself, Tom? After you've given your confessions out, how do you feel? I feel, I do not. I feel really good. I feel really good that not only have I, you know, confessed the ones I was expecting to confess, but we've also found a couple of others that I'd forgotten about that I buried in my embarrassment somewhere. Yeah, like shirtless um, poo, so Tom. I, the shirtless poo. Yeah, that was one that I definitely <laughs> had forgotten. It's going to stay one. with me, I'm, Tom. That's going to stay with me. I, well, that was Tom Fletcher from McFly. Yes, and McBusted. And McBusted, more importantly, if anything, McBusted. Yeah, yeah, he was nothing without McBusted. <laughs> made, made him, made him who he is today. Uh, I really like that. I think they were all very wholesome and lovely. <laughs> He's Christmas. a lovely bloke, isn't he? He's really you know, nice. He was My never going to take... be into something, you know, some weird S&M shit, was he? No, but I sort of, I sort of was hoping deep down he was. I know, I secretly think he might be. Yeah, well, like thing. that. I'm really into Christmas because I want Santa to daddy choke me or something like that. But... Uh, now, if you have some lovely, wholesome confessions like Tom or some that are in the same sort of area but a bit darker and weirder, we would love, not love, but we would like to hear them. Yeah, and also, whatever you're into, there's some fucking weirdo out there who's also into it. Absolutely. You know, we're just trying so, um, to set you up with the same kind of people in your life. Exactly. We're trying to let you know, you know, you're okay. You're okay. You're not the only one. <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with us I am at Matt Richardson 3 on all of the social media things I am at Matt J Willis on all the social media tings thanks very much see you later peace out normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare it pays to be extra and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.